0: Good morning and a happy Monday folks. Welcome to a new week, a clean slate, and another fabulous opportunity to allow your actions to speak for you. So many of us are left with words as our only outlet of productivity and entertainment seems to be the internet or zoom meetings or team meetings or some sort of social distancing via digital world. For many of us, it appears that we're at the crossroads in humanity, or maybe it's a transition away from humanity. Either way, now is the time to remind yourself that inaction is also a form of action. By not taking action and synchronizing with your words, you are defining your character and your body of work with inaction. Change is part of life, and for some, it is inevitable. Will you define your change or allow the change to define you? Either way, change is inevitable. So often our intentions start out good, and we brag about it on social media, all the good we're gonna do, but somewhere along the lines, things just happened, and the original intention is empty words at best. It's easy to justify ourselves away from the original intention of good. However, the general public isn't part of your one-sided arguments, isn't part of your groupthink meetings, no. The people and the general public judge us on our actions. Our families judge us on our actions, how we layer in our words to see if they match. Our friends see if our actions in our words match to define our character. It is not what we say. It is what we do. Our actions very often speak louder than words, even if that action is an inaction. Patience is a virtue. Cowardice is not. This week, when you look in the mirror, understand that we are living in a time where the actions of individuals matter more than ever. Now, let's get this Monday morning started. It's a new day, it's a new week, it's a new season, like a phoenix rising up from the ashes, folks. Let's
1: do it. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. I don't
0: Welcome to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Speece. That is Sterling. It is a Monday morning, April 5th, is it? Yeah, already. Five days into April. Weren't we just on April Fool's Day jokes last week? It oh, we were. Like it. We were. <laughs>
2: Yeah, happy Monday.
0: Easter (laughs) is over. March Madness is tonight. Oh, man, boy, things just moving along, moving along, snappy, snappy. We got the Williston Basin Conference coming up in May. Just realized we got to get our trade show booth together. We're going to be down on the floor this year doing the show live and local. Live in the middle. Live and local. Nice. Live and local. Exposed.
2: Is it just going to be like anybody can walk up and jump in type of thing?
0: We're gonna have scheduled uh, scheduled interviews, okay. but yeah, for the most part, it's a trade show, man. I think they've got scheduled times where, you know, it's open to the public, if you wow. will. Okay, but. During the non scheduled times, you know, you can still go there, but it's just they don't kind of cattle direct you. Sure. You well, know that's what we, you'd want anyway, right? It's just to catch people
2: that are wandering
0: around and sit down and talk to you for a few minutes. Oh, this is so funny because I remember back in like 2015, Grand Forks, North Dakota. It was the uh, beautiful Grand Forks. Some sort of Bakken conference, and four people showed up, right? Ha. It was all just a bunch of salespeople trying to sell to salespeople. Right. Nobody of any decision making was there you know except for the suckers like you and I small business owners right. you know that we less than 10 employees where the business owners, the sales guy, and the yeah, you're right
2: so everything. Yeah, all in you,
0: one. you produce your widget, and you're the sales guy, right? And your widget might be a product, it might be a service, whatever it is. You don't have the luxury of sending somebody else to those things uh, either. You have to go right. So if you're a consultant, you're probably the sales guy and the guy who does the research and the consultant work and etc. You know, and and your gig, you're the you're the home inspector, so. You got to go do the inspection and do the sales. Do the sales and the marketing and all of it. Everything that goes with it. So, um, there there were those I guess decision makers there, but they don't have any money. Yeah. So you've got a bunch of salespeople with no ability to buy anything and a bunch of business owners with no money. So it's a bunch of people trying to sell to each other, See, right?
2: What, what they, the, the person that organized that event should have found at least one person off the street that they could have thrown in like a piece of
0: chum. But this was new. This was okay. the first time. Okay. Okay, and so and there was like nobody there either. So it was during the downturn, and it was kind of North Dakota's first experience when it came to the downturn. I actually wrote a story about it and got some flack. Because I put, well, the good old days are over. And this was in the Bismarck Tribune when I had my weekly column there, right? And I talked about how um, during $100 oil, all the CEOs were all over. I mean, Harold Hamm. Uh, you know, you had Matt Rose from BNSF, who's, you know. Yeah, all of a sudden, North Dakota was the hotspot. Exactly. Yeah. It was like mad money, man. It, it was. was like Jim Cramer, and it was all kinds of stuff. Oh, I you, know? you could roll out and get a job at McDonald's and make two grand a week. So I there mean, was it was all, nuts. All kinds of stuff going on, but then just turned on a dime. Yeah. And so, anyway. What I don't um, get is why that was a surprise so much around here. Because it was first time. Really? And so for me, though. I was at that conference. Okay, I it was great for me mm-hmm. because I got a hundred interviews in. Everybody had time. Yeah, I was going to so say f- it's- for me, I my end result was just the interview. Yeah, I you know I wasn't trying to sell a you know a big giant pipe or no. Wrench the story or, was just
2: you being there, right, you know, and dealing uh, talking to those people. Well,
0: you know I was getting their stories, mm-hmm. so you know my product was a little bit different, you know, and so you know for we. We've got several different types of interviews, for example. There's some companies, they just want a straight profile interview. So that's like the boring magazine article, you know, the Sunday newspaper story. That's just features. It's just a vanilla. Nobody likes vanilla, but vanilla is important. You got to have vanilla. Otherwise, you can't have any other flavors. It's a good filler. Yeah, but you get, it's again. You get, it's empty, but you, it's a filler. It's kind of like we were talking about the, the role of government mm-hmm. has changed to where they're, they're, they're a business now. And they're they're getting into like snarkiness and and they're using, well, the the, the CDC putting out zombie oh like zombie apocalypse guidelines. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. that, 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 there in no way in my world should a government ever do that. That means they got way too much time and money, because that means we okay, are you saying there's going to be zombies? Right, Because, listen, I, I get we all want to have playtime and we all want to have fun, but some of us actually just want vanilla.
2: Yeah, and unfortunately, there are some people out there that would look at that and go, holy crap, they're zombies.
0: Right, right? And, and, and the thing is, it's like, I get it. You, you don't want to be vanilla, mm-hmm. and when you're vanilla, it sucks. But there's a lot of people that pay a lot of money so that vanilla doesn't joke about zombies you know in in a way it reminds me of like how my teenage
2: daughter probably looks at me trying to be hip trying to be cool trying to find a way to talk to the kid right and she's just like dad just be dad just give me the information and and facts cdc just be cdc please right Right. i mean that's in this day that's anything government anything government and i can appreciate and kind of feel sorry for the desperation that most go into them, going, how do we get people to listen to us? Well, we'll talk about zombies. People like zombies. I get that, but you're absolutely right. We want some places where they are just vanilla.
0: They In just, Oklahoma, that just one... Just the facts, man. The one guy is spending tax dollars, time and resources, where he's introduced a Bigfoot <laughs> hunting bill, okay? And it's, it's funny, but... At the same time, if if, if we're going to do existential energy here, yep. that is a lot of tax dollars and resources really? that are going into playtime. Yeah. Okay. When exactly. there there are people with real problems, mm-hmm. I think the homeless population has increased in the last couple of years. I think actual unemployment numbers have increased in the last couple of years, and yeah. the the new increase of jobs. It's 60% of what your salary was before COVID. Yeah. So you're actually you're coming out behind by getting a new job. Or you're working so, two
2: now to replace
0: one. So all the people whose lives haven't changed at all, mm-hmm. they're bored. And now they want to have a zombie apocalypse. That's an excellent and, way of and, saying it. And, and they want to go have, let's go do a Shark Tank yeah. entrepreneurship co- contest up at the university because... It's boring. Otherwise, well, it's like a, it's like the cynical snark.
2: We get it everywhere else. You've got a million other platforms to get it out there. So, so it's not in the government.
0: Okay, we got to add. Okay, we have got our uh, too big to fail money. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, did we get some? We we have our. Uh, is is golden parachute the same as too big to fail money, or are those? Two different wish lists. No, because I think one comes from the
2: government, okay, and the other one comes from the company
0: itself. Exactly. So, okay, which comes so from the government on our <laughs> shell company bucket list that we have going? Yeah, where our desire is. Listen, folks, when we when we kind of when we kind of you know get a little bit snarky and vent, it's it's purely because we're jealous. Yeah, we're just bitter. We're just we're, really we're bitter. Very bitter that we're not a part of that gravy train. Yeah. Yeah. That you I'll know own up to that absolutely. I want to be a part of that nonprofit mm-hmm. that gets $500,000 to go kill trees because I'm actually trying to get a couple grand to plant and make trees live. Yeah. But I, 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 you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I'll tell You're you You're trying what. to do a 100 year project on a
2: shoestring, they're just throwing it away. I,
0: like I want to be part of the them. rubber stamp money. Right. How do I get a piece of that? So we call that our Shell Company Bucket List. Okay, so we've got golden parachute money. We've got too-big-to-fail money. We, have, we found out uh, in Colorado a couple weeks ago, we got snarky budget money where you get to be where the, the government and appointed agencies who get government money, and that's mm-hmm. the only reason that they're in business is that, have got so much time on their hands that they're doing Saturday Night Live skits now. So we've got snarky budgets that your tax dollars are going to. Okay, so we've got... Boy, our bucket list keeps growing. Can you imagine that every government
2: agency now has to have at least one social media director You know that sits around and does
0: the Twitter and does that stuff? It doesn't make any sense to me, man. I did see that. In fact, um, I've noticed that a lot of government employees have gotten very active on social media. Mm-hmm. They're doing all kinds of Zoom things, and so they're putting... Posts of, hey, here's me on a, my Brady Bunch Zoom call. And then the next one says, Brady Bunch, here's me with the Muppets. You know, because right. one's <laughs> one's got six people. The next one's got to have 10. Well, the next one's got to have 30 because they all got to out freak each other out. Mm-hmm. You get, it's a competition. So, like you said, there, there's, there's like a
2: boredom. You know, it's like they don't have anything better to do while, while Rome is burning.
0: Oh, that's all these quarantini parties were? I'm sorry, but if you really, if you're really that, that codependent, that you got to be connected to somebody else, that you're going to sit down in front of a camera on your computer and drink. <laughs> and, and that's, that's yeah, what that's your thing. That's your hour. Yeah. You got problems, pal. You do. Absolutely. I mean, and, and listen, it ain't drinking either. <laughs> it ain't an alcoholic either. That ain't your problem. And so it's, well, I mean, really, if that's the world we're going in, mm. then then I think a lot of people need to know how, how do they get uh, into those specific things. Because, well, the, I, I, okay. You I'll, mean the golden parachute type of stuff, I'll right? give you a great example. Uh, I got I got a call one day from a uh, one of those appointed agencies that get funded by the government. So they're unaccountable. Uh, well, they reached out to me to do a uh, cancer talk. Mm-hmm because I survived cancer. So they reached out to me cuz and they were going to even give me some money. They had a little bit of a budget. Okay. Okay. I mean, a hundred bucks or something like that. But either sure. way, right. yeah. hey, that's better. Not and for for you know, for for, to- for talking to you. Wouldn't, well, yeah, do like an hour, half hour, forty five. Mm. Uh, you know, like a couple hours of, of your time. But you know, half hour to a forty five minute speech, Q and A, that sort of thing. Basic. You know, I for me, it's no problem. Yeah. And um, I think you have done that in your sleep before. So. <laughs> so in, in at the, at the end of the day, though. They went with a 28-year-old who's never had cancer because his family has money, and because the nonprofit wanted to get in with that network, mm-hmm. and the kid, you know, wanted to follow his bliss now, and he wanted to be an influencer and a YouTuber and a social media That's very guy. Important stuff. Man. So he's he's doing. Didn't matter what the speaking gig was. Yeah, didn't matter. It was like uh, um, uh, in the show Brockmire. And the second season, when they bring in the young kind of YouTube guy, his name's Raj, he's the uh, brother from Mindy Project, and he's not he's, he hasn't seen one pitch of baseball. Mm-hmm but you're the best fans in the world. He's just, <laughs> he panders and panders and panders, and the old cynical broadcasters just getting more pissed off as the moments come. But the Braves love the pandering. Oh, yeah. So the Atlanta Braves go with the they go guy with who knows nothing about yep. baseball. <laughs> but he's just, he's a better be, better network and all of yep. So anyway, at the end of the that's day. That's what it all is in government. So nowadays. at the end of the day, uh, the, the gal calls me reached out to me, and she had to explain to me what happened. Mm-hmm. And and I just said, oh, well, I didn't realize I wasn't qualified for what you were looking for. She goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, when you reached out to me, I was under the impression that you wanted a speaker to present to a bunch of people in medicine about surviving cancer Mm -hmm. and what it's like to go through processing and surviving cancer. I said, I actually had cancer. I didn't realize that the criteria was that you didn't have to have cancer. Yeah, or your network. And she, she didn't know what to say, and she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you chose somebody who has not had cancer. Mm-hmm. You chose somebody who has a better network of family with money.
2: Yeah, because that guy can bring in people that have got cancer. Right. But he also brings in the money.
0: What do you got? Come and and, and she, it took several times of me repeating the end yeah. result of their choices for her to realize what they had done like it didn't even dawn on her no, well somebody, that that actually the person the so, person with cancer saying i didn't realize that i wasn't qualified yeah. because i had cancer and you chose someone to speak on surviving cancer who doesn't had cancer you see that's the problem with common sense these days is
2: it is not common i mean it just everything is so compartmentalized that woman you talked to probably in her mind couldn't see the the disconnect there at all.
0: Oh no, she couldn't. It took several like I mean it yeah. took it took several snarky comments from me to say that. But and and here's the thing and this is where we're kind of going with a lot of this tax money and the different budgets and all these if if you trace that money I'll bet you the majority of that money came from taxpayers. OK, but because these are kind of appointed agencies and quasi different nonprofits so and loopholes for our to, our money. Man. Yeah, there's a lot of different, you know, legal loopholes and mm-hmm. a lot of things like when you go to a conference. OK, when you take a look at some of these just kind of conferences that have popped up in the last five years. Oh, you mean like those like self-help ones or no. those empowering ones or those? Oh, I'll just uh, I'll ones. Uh, take the North Dakota one. They've had, uh, oh, I think there was probably uh, like a, a, a League of Counties. Uh, I know Burgum, uh, D- Governor Burgum had one, who's a guest later. Uh, Main Street USA type ones. Okay. When you take a look at these, the majority of them are government agencies who buy space. So when you've got economic development corporations and you've got the the Commerce Department and the Mm -hmm. Tourism Department and uh, you've got um, the uh, Chamber, when they're buying your booth space, well, 60% of them are sold to recycled government money.
2: (laughs) You see what I mean? Yeah, that's like how uh, do you compete with that? It's like buying out thousands of copies of your book.
0: That's you exactly know? what they're doing, totally, so, uh, except oh, through Jesus. through through different events and everything. And so it's it's a it's a very um, it's a leadership vacuum. What's oh, a shell
2: game? Well, very much so. You know, I was thinking there's three things I could think. How of did ever- we get on this? Because this
0: started out. Different positive, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, when, when you start really kind of processing in the moment and following. And again, this is just loosely following the way it goes. That it, it's very difficult. You know, I think we could
2: get eligible for too big to fail money. OK, if so we started a, a private prison. If we started a private detention center, you ain't gonna or start those? If we uh, came up with a vaccine. Those are those are so controlled. Really? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I was just thinking there's a lot of money going towards those things.
0: I, I, I like the idea of the too-big-to-fail money. I like the money uh, idea of the golden parachute money. I like the idea of snarky budget money. I wouldn't mind just having kind of uh, third-party third money, too. Like, you know, i got to update my website. It's me. Mm-hmm. That, that's got to do the code. And, you know, when it comes to all kind you know design work and and, yeah. and editing and all these different things you know when when you take a look at a lot of these different leaders um they outsource that
2: yeah yeah absolutely well and they're, they're able to outsource that yeah. but it perpetuates it you know it's
0: it, if you've got the resources then you're able to get the money so it's a it's a that's a new line item of like delegate money delegation money okay mm-hmm. it's kind of like that it's um when when you get to certain oh uh, was it the parks department one year in Fargo, their marketing director didn't really know how to do anything except hire people, so, <laughs> so did, they just didn't hired a bunch didn't people. really know how to write a press release, so would hire an ad agency to do it or a oh, okay. uh, somebody right sure. didn't really know how to use Photoshop, so have to so really they would get a six figure job to just be a delegator an outsourcer. Yeah. Okay, I want that. That's pretty good. That's a good gig. To to just to, you know pick pick different companies to spend money with. That's kind of fun, right? Oh man, I. That's could like that. that's like going and picking paint samples. Well, I could do that job where you call people
2: back and say, "Sorry, we're not going to use you, even though you had cancer. We're going to go with somebody else." I could be that heartless for six figures.
0: Damn it! It's a day after Easter. <laughs> it's a new beginning. It's already a heartless. We're world coming now. out just a guns a blazing, baby. But that's you know there, there there's this um. You know, listen, we've been a two-party system. They say, no, it's a three-party system, okay? We take a look at the oceanic, uh, what was the 1984? It was oceanic, Eurasia. Oh, Oceania, yeah, Eurasia and East Asia, Okay, I think. Um, Then you had the uh, pitchforks Mm -hmm. and the torches, right? Mm -hmm. And you could even say you had the hunters and the gatherers, okay? (laughs) And they'll say, those are two-party systems. Uh Uh-uh. Three-party, because you have the hunterer, the gatherer, and then the party that points out. We got hunters and gatherers, so the manipulators. the manipulators. And then the same thing, the pitchforks and the torches. Well, then you got the people that label the pitchforks and torches, the manipulators. Ah, See, what they yeah. do is they pit the people against each other. Yep. They pit the hunters against the gatherers who just naturally work together. Mm-hmm. That's naturally how they work together. The pitchforks and the torches naturally work together the pitchfork would go pitchfork the bear go pitchfork the deer <laughs> and the torch would go light it on fire so they could cook, cook it, it up. they'd naturally work together well then the manipulators would come in and say you know you got the bad you got the worst end of the stick on this deal all you do is pitchfork it or all they do is pitchfork it and you got to come up with fire right where would they be without you and then they go to the other side and they'd be like, boy, all they do is light fire. You got to go out and brave your life against the pitchfork. You see what yeah, I mean? absolutely. They're not interested in solutions. They're interested in
2: wedges, yeah. wedge issues, you know, to constantly make people upset and angry at each other. You yeah, know, and absolutely.
0: I and we'll, we'll get it. Well, should we do one religion before we go to a break? <laughs> I don't since, think
2: we've offended enough people so since far. we
0: talked about new beginnings. Yes, new beginnings. We talked about uh, the spring equinox mm-hmm. for those people who follow the Zodiac. Okay. okay. The Wiccans. Uh, we've talked Pagans. about people who are born Jew because that's what you were. Yes. So you celebrated Easter in Saudi Arabia as a Jew who then went to a Quaker school. Yeah. Okay. A little no. bit of everything in there, man. No couch <laughs> session there. Okay. Um.
2: Actually, I'm like the least religiously uptight person I know. And I've been exposed to so many of them. Because basically as being born Jewish, didn't celebrate Easter till I moved to Saudi Arabia where we were pretending to be Christian. And then I went to a Quaker school for high school. So, yeah, a little bit of everything in there, man. Nice
0: mix. There is a warning in the Bible, which I have read twice, you know, because I I was an altar boy and a Sunday school teacher, which probably is more of a couch session than your whole (laughs) weird Saudi Arabia upbringing over there, is that uh, there was one time. Jesus Christ did show violence. There's one time Jesus Christ did show rage, and one time that Jesus Christ did show some sort of anger. The okay. Temple. And that was in the temple. Oh, you have. So you're that's right, because you went to a Quaker school, so you did read the Bible too. I've read the Torah. I've read Most the Bible. Most Jews stop at the Old Testament. Yep. They don't do the New <laughs> Testament,
2: right? They, I gotta tell you, there's a lot more excitement in the Old Testament. More brimstone. More brimstone. More fire. A lot of fire, yeah.
0: Well, the one time that Jesus Christ Showed some anger is when the money changers came into the temple. Who were the manipulators? The manipulators. I don't want to get biblical on a Monday morning, yeah. but at, <laughs> again, just we're, we're, we're talking about the pitchforks. We're talking about the torches and the manipulators. Mm-hmm. Talking about the hunters, the gatherers. And that, that actually may be the true warning that did came up, come out in 1984, is that the awareness that it's actually three Mm -hmm. shell games going on so it's not the hunters and gatherers it's the hunters and the gatherers and the people telling you about the hunters and gatherers exactly it's the pitchforks and the torches and the people manipulating the pitchforks and the torches just trying to keep us angry all the time and that's why jesus christ said to the money changers get out of my temple get out of my house and look what happened with the ppp and the pandemic money went right to the banks first the temples the Money changers, yeah. The money changers, which changed your temple, yeah. <laughs> yeah Everybody's temple got changed during the great reset, yeah. So, folks, that's uh, I gotta take There's a break a on that to chew on with that one, man. Welcome to the new Monday morning edition of the Phoenix's Rising Spring <laughs> Edition, all wrapped up into a nice little egg candy coated shelf. Oh. I feel all right. well, I'm
1: Music heard on the Crude Life morning show Play Hard Work Hard is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The
0: Crude Life, play hard, work hard, is sponsored in part by Chewy Paws. All natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs. USA sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's Chewy Paws with a Z dot com. The
1: Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by...
3: For more than 100 years, First International Bank & Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come.
0: It takes an industry to build a forest. industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out the industrialforest.com. That's the industrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. Welcome back to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Speece That is Sterling. And we got off the rail pretty fast in the last segment. But it doesn't take much, man. Just a penny on the track for us. But during the commercial break, you were even mentioning about the meme you saw about the red ants and the black ants, and you shake them up, and, and it's not the red ants, and it's not the black ants. It's actually the person who shook up the jar. I saw that meme going around, too, and, and so there's a little bit of vibe that energy out there in the
2: world isn't there it seems like maybe more and more we're starting to recognize that instigator
0: yeah so i'm going to talk about something we instigated here at the crude life folks march madness okay we're now april 5th april 5th can you still call in with march madness can you call in sick with March Madness still officially? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that because yeah. today's your last day. This is it man, it's the championship game. Butler? No, not Baylor. <laughs> Butler. Baylor, Baylor baby. It's one of the B schools Against that nobody's Zagas. ever heard of. The Zags. Against the Zags. The, the Zags. Zags. Gonzaga. 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 So, however you pronounce Nevada, it, Nevada, Nevada baby. Feel free.
2: Gonzaga or Gonzaga. Did you watch the UCLA game? Down to the the wire,
0: wire. overtime. Man. Forever will the uh, selection committee now have red meat for see the first four. Magical run, UCLA, Cinderella story. But is UCLA ever going to be a Cinderella story? Is Syracuse really ever going to be a Cinderella story? Was Villanova when they won it as an eighth seed Mm -hmm. with Raleigh Massimino over Patrick Ewing's uh, Georgetown Hoyas? Was it
2: really an eighth seed? I was gonna say most of the teams that are in are perennial, right? They're pretty much
0: yeah. So you know UCLA was uh, was one of those teams that was called the uh, first four, Mm -hmm. so they did a play-in game. Well, in the past, that was kind of like Monmouth State against Norfolk. Right. And then they would get the honor to take on Duke. Right. You know what I mean? Something like that. Well, they had to add some sex appeal because, mm. well, it's television, and there's money involved. If you, Every other game, more money. So, you know, if we slide into Utah against it, because Utah is kind of one of those tweener teams somewhere in between mm-hmm. to take on one of the good conferences – 500 teams like a UCLA this year or a Syracuse a few years ago. I don't know if those teams will ever be accepted as a sleeper. Like, Yeah, because UCLA, I mean, is, they're pretty much
2: in it every year, right?
0: right? I mean, it doesn't matter if they're a two-seed or an 11-seed. Yeah, they're They're, they're UCLA. Mm-hmm. So I, but at the same time, the tournament selection committee is going to be able to say, see, mm-hmm. those first four games – that that's important. They made it all the way to the final four. So, you know whatever. It's it it, it was a good story, you know. It well, was. You know, I read the NFL is is going to be extending
2: another week. 17 17 weeks, you know. So, but yeah, tonight's it's, it's game. Money,
0: baby. Tonight's game March Madness, so you got one more night that you can call in sick with March Madness. Well, macho madness doesn't work as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> you've got Imperative Chemical Partners taking on Elite Energy Services yeah, in the eight. Crude Life March Madness Tournament. Down to the wire. So the winner of tonight's game elite. between Gonzaga and Baylor. So you've got Elite is with Baylor. Mm-hmm. Imperative is with Gonzaga. Ooh. And the winner will get an FR Ariat custom jacket, courtesy of Becker Safety and Supply. Close to a 350 value, so that was a awesome prize for a contest you didn't have to pay for it to get in Wow so they're going to make a jacket for each member of the team No oh they'll get one jacket for the coach one for the coach one for the coach <laughs> and then uh, is any team ever won is any is
2: any team ever done what Gonzaga is on the threshold? Oh, I think
0: UCLA has been undefeated undefeated I believe UCLA was undefeated a couple years okay uh, Gonzaga. Was it Gonzaga? No. UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, had a 1989 to 90-ish team mm-hmm. that had uh, Larry Johnson, Grandmama, had Anderson Hunt. It had uh, George Ackles was the guy nobody <laughs> probably <laughs> could <laughs> remember, <laughs> the center. But they had four uh, draft picks. Right, guys okay. the yeah, yeah. And they in my lifetime was by far the best team ever i've seen oh geez they were they brought a new style of the game in they had legitimate nba all-stars i mean they were just unbelievable and they got beat by duke so gonzaga if they don't win it they're no different than that unlv team no one remembers anymore right You know, that got beat by Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley. The year before, incidentally, UNLV beat him by like 30 in the final four. Yeah, so Uh, it was a surprise when Duke beat him that year. Yeah. And then Duke went on to win the national championship. Duke is
2: like one of those teams that,
0: even if you don't follow this, you always think, oh, Duke's in it, right? So, interesting little March Madness sidebar, by the way. And this is the importance of teamwork and longevity in organizations. So, tonight's national championship game with Gonzaga. Or Gonzaga. I don't want to offend the English. So tonight's matchup with so Gonzaga, Baylor or Baylor, taking on Baylor. Baylor. Uh, really, what you what this is about is, in my opinion, is about how when you've got teams that stay together for several years, you can you can form a chemistry, and chemistry on an intangible level. Because remember in the fracking world, chemistry is a million, billion dollar business, <laughs> and there's a tangible product. Yeah, there's product,
2: something very, tangible. very much important about but it. But
0: within an organization, you know, you've got, uh, you know, those those coaches, coaches people. Those intangibles, they always call them. Th- their business is the intangible. Yeah. Well, coaching, the reason that they go on to be these corporate coaches is because they know how to coach and, you know, kind of chemistry set the intangibles, right? Well... The Duke, the North Carolina, the Kentucky, and the Memphis; those have been the one and done schools the last ten years. So you you've had schools that essentially had freshmen that were the best in the country mm-hmm. playing around four or five, four or three or four average people, right? But they were good because they had a whole season to gel together. Well, in COVID, they kind of. They got thrown in. Yeah, so stop start, stop start. They, they didn't yeah. get a gel. Yeah. But the Butlers, the Monmouths, the Loyola Chicago's. These are teams that have been together for three, four years. So they have this chemistry that they know how to play together. Right. And they got so that's why you've you've got Gonzaga and 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 uh, Baylor in the finals. In my opinion, is you've got teams that have the intangible chemistry. And the longevity within, you know, an organization, and in college basketball, three years of playing together—that's an eternity. Absolutely, I would think yeah. so.
2: So I wonder, is there going to be like a an asterisk by this one because of COVID? Because did it shake up things so much that
0: this is why we've got no on Baylor playing? No, because they had um, they had teams that still played thirty games. Yeah, you know, it's
2: yeah. I'm looking at them; they're thirty-one yeah. and zero. The
0: Zags, yeah, but they didn't really. You know, I mean, when you're talking about playing teams that don't get a practice, they don't get a walk together, they don't yeah. get the ability to create a chemistry, and 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 well, it makes just, me think
2: of any of the the strike shortened seasons we saw either in the NBA or NFL, where you you ended up getting a playoff, you ended up getting a championship. I think it was New York during one of the last player strikes for the NBA '99. Okay. But you know, it was like it was a truncated season. Teams, you know, people sat out. Yeah. So you didn't really have. Did you put it? You know, do, is it a legitimate win? Of course, but it's like, would it have been that same team if it had been a regular season? That
0: yeah. NFL, um, nineteen eighty seven comes to mind. Right. Washington Redskins win it with Timmy Smith, two hundred and thirteen yards or something. Scabs was the exactly. Scabs was that Doug Williams. Was Williams? Mark Rippin. Yeah. Mark Rippon was ninety one, I believe. And so I think it was Doug Williams. It might have been. I thought he was in the eighties. Yeah, 87. 87. Yeah. And you know, Doug Williams was actually he was a Tampa Bay um, Buccaneer quarterback. That's so, right. So, yeah. Yep. One of the first black quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL. Well, it's getting back to the March Madness tournament here. So elite imperative. And imperative. Chemical partners taking on elite energy services. Uh, also, by the way, Oil Man magazine. And e Enterprises, they round out the final four, and they will get a, an official, licensed, approved, crude-life stainless steel Pelican travel tumbler. Nice. One of those ones where you can keep water cold for two days and yeah. keep beverages hot for two days. If for
2: hot coffee, cold water. Well, that is one of the more amazing
0: whiskey. technologies I've ever seen in my life. Like, the first one I had... Had a hole in it, you know, the little little um, lip hole, mm-hmm. and there was no cover. It didn't come with a cover, and I thought, well, that's weird. All right, all my steam's gonna leave. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Still. It, it it keeps better than my thermos. My. I've got one of these. One of these thermoses with the lids, you know, that you buy. Yeah. Uh, that 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 dad would bring fish in. You know that one of those thermoses. <laughs> no, that's where he had the whiskey, man. <laughs> that, that that just held whiskey. Was his, that was his whiskey son, bottle, son. There was no coffee in there. <laughs> yeah. My dad actually got pulled over one Sunday morning, taking myself and my other, at the time, seven-year-old friend. To fishing after seven thirty mass when we got done being altar boys, we went fishing, right? Well, we well, just had the rods so in the car. He, Get it, boys, absolutely one of those deals, right? So, if it was up to him, we, we would have skipped church. Stupid altar boys, stupid kid leaders, you know? Um, yeah, you were cutting into his fishing well, absolutely, time. Absolutely, we got in the way, but he was drinking coffee out of uh, the the top of one of those thermoses. Mm-hmm. Well, he got pulled over because the cop wanted to make sure it was coffee it was actually coffee right yeah. and, it, and so funny it's he was healthy, so man. mad he was so mad cuz <laughs> you know the kids are in the car and of course he he's like president of alcohol anonymous so okay. so, so it's even more of a don't you know Right? So yeah. it's like
2: the last guy in the world that's going to have whiskey in his hey, coffee right tub. but right. but he also
0: understood that that's where most people drink their whiskey when they drive is in their in their coffee you know and so he he didn't he wasn't mad at anybody except for just booze it always goes back the aa people always goes back to just mad at booze well yeah because they've lived through it oh yeah i'm not judging they know all the tricks man i was an teen, i think before i was a teenager Imagine being that, being Catholic and growing up in an alcoholic family. You know, it actually explains more and more. The onion, day. the onion's yeah, got the many onion layers on back. this. <laughs> a, on this blooming a blossom back. onion, we got many oh, layers. Man, it's spring, baby. Either way, it's fried. <laughs> blooming o- onion blossom. You're the, you're the, you're the okay. awesome blossom. Sometimes you know when, when they when they set the jokes up, you got to spike them down. Even if it, even I, if you're not fried. No, hey, am I, if I'm over here softballing them to him, you got to hit them out of the park. We should probably do a quick uh, news segment. I do want to mention March Madness, though, folks. Uh, uh, the final four teams are getting a uh, travel tumbler, and it is officially approved. Not like those knockoffs that came out of North Korea with the crude life with two O's, or the one from East Germany with the umblot above it. What do they call that? Umblot. <laughs> the umlat the crude life i thought Good. i thought we had made it like motley crew yeah no nope. no that would be awesome somebody just liked our name and stole it and just put the two dots above the U. I saw
2: a barbecue van the other day then instead of black sabbath
0: it was rack sabbath barbecue i like that that's pretty cool man. i did enjoy our name where the crude life started out okay people may not know this trivia question yeah the first, I don't even think I know this. The very first episode of the Crude Life was broadcast from a food truck that I owned. We started the Crude Life out from a food truck. From a food truck. Called the Rolling Stove <laughs> because we would bring bands and music acts nice, by. Nice. Well, we were a restaurant too, baby. Right. And we were out in Dickinson, North Dakota, before they had Wi-Fi.
2: Oh, so you were the only show in town, baby. We
0: yeah. had to improvise our social media. Ah. Like, we had a whole social media business plan uh, segment to our business plan, and this is in 2012. And what do you do without Wi-Fi? Tie a message uh, around a rock? You, you, well, we were on the radio. Okay. We, our, we, we were smart enough to know that we needed radio, so our, our crude life was an hour uh radio program but you know we'd have uh senators come by and we'd have because we were talk you know we were talk so it wasn't just about food we We had a truck truck driver come by and he said that last night was the first salad he had in three months when the owner of the trailer park he was living in had him by because he was going back to the state of washington because he was going to defend his nine-time arm wrestling championship in china now that is a movie I want to watch. That was my first week of stories. Man, that's the kind of crap. Dude, cra- you could just follow that guy around. That, but <laughs> but we were food truck. Those stories came to They'd us. Come to you. Yeah. Oh, and then we'd get the tips like, "Hey, go check out this GPS coordinates. You're gonna find a thousand buried three wheelers." <laughs> 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 oh yeah, all kinds of crazy like an ATV graveyard, and, man. And, and you're like going, you know although it's probably true what you're saying, all of a sudden a tinfoil hat just appeared on your head. Never go to a second location. And and that's not you, buddy. That's me. Yeah. (laughs) And I apologize, but I just can't go into those stories right now. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know, so uh, the the rolling stove, that was the name of our food truck. Uh, We had dreams of wrapping it. We had the design done. And and then the realities of – Going into a, uh, a, well, being being the new guy, you know, came in. Uh, well, they had to find out if we were a carpetbagger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carpetbagging's a real thing. People from out of town coming in and trying to profit off the locals by spouting their local beliefs, but mm-hmm. yet... Keeping the out-of-state interests going—that's that's a carpetbagger. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it used to be for politics, but a lot of business people do it. And then, in, in a lot of these towns—you know—franchises were getting broken up. You know, I mean, I think in, gosh, I think in Dickinson at that time there was just one place to get an oil change. Still,
2: really? Yeah, I mean,
0: it was. That's what I mean. It was ah, dilapidated, huh? So, guys were coming in with like mobile oil changes because the demand was there. Yeah. but. You couldn't really get one going because there's ways to make permits disappear and police show up to check permits that don't exist and all of a sudden you got to wait another month. There's ways to hemorrhage out Absolutely. businesses yeah. to make them bleed out and everything so well just
2: so you can keep Speaking the type of, of which as you want.
0: That is a great transition into Segway what our too? talker transition is here that comes from Oil Woman magazine where there's a lot of people that believe what's going on with the API and with uh, Senator Kramer has been on the program, uh, U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer talking about how if we keep going the direction we're going, we're going to have three or four oil companies controlling 90 to 95 percent of the oil supply, the market at the end of the day. Of course, I've said in there that if the government is going to control it, too, you got to add that element in there as well so are they one of the three or four or are they the the api coming out and changing the conversation to go more towards a carbon pricing and carbon tax um is going more towards that three companies controlling the global Mm -hmm. supply so oil woman magazine which is a uh, sister publication or mother publication or daughter publication depending on which female metaphor you want to do uh, of oil man magazine oil man magazine i've written for for probably 10 years now eight years at least nine years it's been nine years since 2012 is that nine years ago now already and it's their publication uh, that they have uh devoted to women But they have an article I stumbled upon, and so I forwarded it to you because you're kind of in charge of the news. That's a scary thought, right? Well, you know, I I get tired of reading the news all the time. So, (laughs) so we thought we'd have you kind of direct the conversation a little bit since it's not really news, rumors, and newspeak. We're just this. We're going to use this news story more as a talking point, right? Yes, because they've done launching pad. Well, they've done the homework for us. (laughs) I mean, let's be
2: honest. We're we're, we're going to react. Yeah, we're not writing this stuff. We're just. But we're we're, going to react, right? Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, so it's play. It's react. It's
0: kind of playtime. It's sitting at the end of the bar. It's it's being social media. Or oh, we could have drinks now. Should we call this social media on the podcast segment? Because right. really, that's our talker
2: segment. Right? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. in radio, we called it a talker segment. Yeah. But what it is, is it's a reaction to a news segment. So also, there are people that create news, and we do do that too. So I always, in my mind, I like to differentiate and say, okay, folks. Someone else created this news, so we're going to give credit to the Oil Woman magazine, and we're going to react to it. And what is uh, what did they write about?
2: Well, there's a couple of things that are talking about here, but basically uh, discussing the big oil support of government price policy for carbon. OK, they're talking about, yes, it is true that the Biden administration will propose soon a tax increase on energy usage in the form of a carbon tax. And yes, it is true that the integrated petroleum companies have agreed to support a carbon tax. A week or so ago, representatives from ExxonMobil, Chevron, Bell, uh, BP, Shell and ConocoPhillips, along with the American Petroleum Institute, met with Gina McCarthy, the environmental climate advisor to President Biden and voiced their support of a plan to reduce carbon emissions. So, obviously, a carbon tax will increase the cost of energy to consumers and increase the cost of energy producing companies. During the last session of Congress, three bills were introduced implementing a carbon tax. All three bills would tax carbon dioxide emissions, but at different levels. So, EAPI, of course, issued a lengthy publication pointing out it believes legislation implementing a carbon tax should price carbon across all economic sectors while avoiding regulatory duplication, encourage carbon capture and storage, and provide funds for research and development. There is
0: one dramatic shift because remember when I used to cite API's Mike Summers as the example of old school? Old school, yeah. When the Texas railroad commission was going to come in and they were going to, they, they were going to control yep. the production. Yeah. And how Mike Summers from API just knee jerk instinctively, because this is what they've done for the last 50, 70 years since they've been around is yep. government stay out of the checkbook government stay out of the marketplace. Yep. We're actually ahead of you when it comes to regulations, you know, and in and, and a lot of cases that was true. Mm-hmm. And, the the Exxon Valdez spill and the BPs, there was like one a decade, maybe. So that's pretty good yeah. when you consider what we get in return. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Yeah. It's kind of like the reason that India reveres the cow. It's not for religious reasons. It's actually a, a symbolic cultural respect that the cow eats grass, drinks water, and we get leather, milk. Ghee, cheese. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't even eat the meat. They eat goat. They don't right. eat cow. Okay. Like if you go to an Indian restaurant, you can get chicken, shrimp, and goat. You you can't get. I, I've never seen it. Have you? I don't know. I mean, get chunks that. of beef. I've never no, seen that. No. And it it has to do with they respect the cow that much. Mm-hmm that they couldn't think of eating it because it gives them so much back, right?
2: It almost makes me think of uh, Native Americans and the buffalo, although they ate the buffalo, but that same sort of reverence for it.
0: Totally. Using all of it. Boy, I never thought I'd compare the Indian cultural respect of the cow to an American respect to oil and gas
2: but here we are
0: boy we can that, spin doctor boom well I, I wish we owned the rights to wish i knew the words to the song because <laughs> i don't have enough money to pay for the rights <laughs> what was that the spin doctors I
2: didn't even that's what it sounded like was the spin Doctors.
0: i may have gotten into the doors yeah, i'm think, not sure yeah, but there was
2: a sort of transition <laughs> of jim morris in there
0: <laughs> but you get my point though yeah, is is that really i I mean, okay, we have an occasional um, explosion, but those happen in agriculture all the time. You were talking about during one of the commercial breaks about, you know, the life without people. Yeah. There, there's a book, and then there's also the History Channel series and things, and they go to the nuclear uh, reactors, and they go to the bridges, and but the microbreweries, those are just pressure d- bombs, pr- man. pressure, pressure bombs, bombs, waiting to blow up, right? Yep. So there's all kinds of different, you know, uh, hazardous variables about life, but in the bigger picture, the the BP spill and the exxon Valdez these things i mean we're talking once a decade and when you're powering the world and something spills it's gonna be big right right <laughs> so wow that i just blew my own mind there by comparing the indian <laughs> cultural respect for a cattle to just my respect i guess for oil and gas yeah. well i mean and folks i've been cleaning highways alone without corporate support since 2004 four, 2004 not 14 mm-hmm. 2004 because i'm what you would call one of those hippie environmentalists that's what people always call me but i'm a capitalist honestly i like capitalism i like making money i like doing honest business you know but you can do both but you but you that, can take care of the planet and do good business that's what a responsible capitalist yeah, and that's does that's what most businesses strive to do oh when i started understanding the way the oil and gas industry hired archaeologists and the way they'd survey for not only indian artifacts but fossils i mean that's a respect to understand what was there before well
2: in a lot of cases those things would never be found unless no
0: they were digging in those areas right you name almost any other industry and they wouldn't do that, yeah. because they wouldn't have the end result of oil at forty bucks a barrel to pay for that kind of that kind of uh, trickle down economics, yeah. if you will. Okay, so then you take a look at uh, the the rig mats, okay, the, those big giant, you know, docks and decks that they put down. Well, what that actually does is preserves the fauna, uh, flora, flora. Fauna would be the animals. Yeah, I always get those Um, flipped around. Yeah, I don't think it's going to preserve the animals. Unless there's eggs (laughs) there. If you lay
2: down a giant mat on type of an animal.
0: Ticks, cicadas, uh, there's certain arthropods and certain invertebrates that they lay dormant for 17 years. So there we go. They're they're safe. Fauna works too in this. (laughs) So flora and fauna. But what it does is it keeps the roots, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Whereas, now nature, if you let nature take over.
2: Get lousy nature.
0: What'll happen and the Native Americans understood this, so they didn't even allow nature to take over. They had to intervene. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what ends up happening is nature is that decay on decay on decay, right? Well, every night you've got lightning strikes. They happen all over the planet. Mm-hmm. And eventually a lightning is gonna strike that decay. And you're gonna have such a hot, burning fire, it's, it's like gonna a box. it's gonna sterilize everything. So it might take I don't know, an eon for something to come back? I don't know. It depends on how big the how, how deep the sterilization goes mm-hmm. and how quickly the bird poop or the seeds, right. you know, the birds and the bees yeah, type aerobics. of a thing comes in. So what the Native Americans would do would control burns. They would do controlled burns because they knew that would bring the, the the game in, the wild game, the elk and the bison and the deer so they could feed on it. And then they also understood that they had to use everything down to the bone. Yeah. So, yeah, there is a little bit of
2: that. Well, you know, I mean, we've gotten so far away from that where we can be disposable. I mean, we can just, you know, shoot, you buy something at the store and there's how much energy in the packaging surrounding by it. Oh, you got a happy face on.
0: Crazy train. <gasps> Bat phone? Crazy train. Yeah? <laughs> Somebody must have had a lone Easter. <laughs> For
2: those that don't know, that's uh, probably one of uh, Jason's lady friends reaching out to him, looking for a post-Easter meetup, possibly for dinner. All aboard! <laughs> 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 dunna, dunna, dunna,
0: dunna. I thought Crazy Train was closed forever. Yeah, I, I that thought that train it went too, off the tracks, I did, too. Tell-
2: <laughs> wow, well, I may have to take a break here. So he can Kate's go
0: man cave must have called him <laughs> the crazy train energy because that's her type of train, man. That's <laughs> who is our? What sponsor were we this talking week?
2: about? Sorry, what were we talking about? We were about? on a news article that then somehow
0: spun off into our usual sort of. Should I move on to the next move? No, let's get to the back to the news article. <laughs> by the way, so <laughs> we're, we're getting back to the centralization and the consolidation of. So uh, Mike Summers at API. Um, this is a complete 180 because, uh, before API really did represent kind of an old school capitalistic mindset, what they're talking about now is ushering in more of a socialism type of, a control. Okay. And I think that should be talked about too. Absolutely. I really do. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to be part of the legislation conversation as opposed to opposing it. Right. Well, uh,
2: the Alliance Executive Vice President, Carr Ingram, who is a petroleum economist and author of the Texas Petro Index, says that uh, proponents of a carbon tax will claim it is necessary because the pricing of energy products does not take the external external externalities into account. However... Ingram continued, dumping a market system in favor of a centralized government system means that economic power, once diffused across the spectrum of the entire economy and all of its participants, is now concentrated in the hands of a few political elites whose motivations can scarcely be trusted. Therefore, the bar for substituting government management for market mechanisms should be extraordinarily high. For me, that bar has not been met." that in a it beautifully sums up what you've been talking about, you know, is the consolidation.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and
2: what she's clearly saying is in, in her opinion, it's the need for that or the mechanisms that would actually make that effective. Don't
0: aren't there yet. I'm very curious where the women are, by the way, seriously, mm. the w- women of industry. So you've got Gina McCarthy, She's with the Biden administration, right?
2: Yeah, I believe so.
0: Okay. And she's talking about bringing in a lot of control, a lot of regulations, a lot of oversight into oil and gas, right? Am I
2: missing something here? From what I've been able to tell, yeah, they're basically trying to build up an industry that'll shadow oil and gas that'll be all about carbon capture.
0: So you've got the CEO of Occidental... Yeah, that's who's, our next story. Who's also on the same page, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Vicky Hollup of Occidental, the CEO. Um, this is an article talking about, uh, it's from Hellenic Shipping News, talking about the women that are transforming one of America's biggest oil companies. And it's basically sort of a profile on her and what she's doing with her company. If you remember last week, we read that she was starting to transition her company to carbon capture. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what she's talking
0: about here. Oh, ever since Biden signed that executive order, yep. we here at the Crude Life have been pointing out and noticing that this has been ushered in by women now, by women in leadership to where the next week or two is Gina McCarthy came in out came in out came in out came out <laughs> it, uh, it was- uh, with the Washington Post with a transcript. That basically said, get on board, oil and gas companies, and become an energy company, or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Be, and this was before then, you had John Kerry and Biden saying, go build solar panels, right? Yeah. Okay. So you had kind of the tough guy bully. hmm yeah, bad I, cop, if, good cop. I, I guess, I guess if you want to call cop. Joe Biden and John Kerry a they tough guy bully, they don't strike
2: me as bullies,
0: but they are. they, they but they're frat boy bullies. They're frat boy bullies. They are because they're using the power of the pen to be a bully. Okay, not their fists. Because they wouldn't last two seconds in a fist fight. That's
2: not you know, why we elect them.
0: They, they they wouldn't last two seconds on an oil rig. <laughs> hey, are you kidding me? Yeah, hey, I don't know about... I mean, Kerry's
2: been out of the game for a while, but the dude served in Vietnam. I wouldn't mess with him. Swift
0: boat? I don't even know what that means, but the word swift boat makes it sound like it's Ned's fancy pants. <laughs> Did you ever see Apocalypse Now, man? I That's a swift boat. Don't know anything. Okay, oh, swift geez. fox. Okay.
2: So, you know... Holub is generally considered within the industries as one of the best. That's what I'm saying. And so decades of experience, her exploration in the production side of the industry, she worked her way up from the bottom. Right. Um, In the Bakken, Kathy Nesset is, has been the voice of the Bakken for several years. So many of the women that we see in the industry that we've personally had the privilege to talk to down in the Permian, they've had to work usually harder than their male counterpart, just to get the same type of equal treatment. So I don't know, maybe there's just that fire in the belly, man, motivation. But when we talk about women in oil and gas industry, they're not fly by night. These are people that are, you know, dedicated.
0: No, what I'm saying is that if there are women in leadership that oppose a carbon tax, Mm -hmm. now would be the time to step up. That's all, you know, and she was one of the first
2: ones that basically sort of seems like she's trying to get ahead of that before it's a requirement
0: and say okay we're going to go ahead we're going to start changing now right but they're changing for the narrative yeah so that's what i mean so is the conversation done it sure feels like it man right in like what two weeks right
2: and it wasn't a conversation it was more of a it was a statement it was a press release it was a it press was a, release it was a fait accompli it was done Marching orders. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just basically, I, that's what just keeps blowing my mind is it's this. Somebody had this in a desk drawer. It was like, at some point, we're going to have to flip the switch, guys, and we're going to have to be all for carbon taxing. But two days before, they're on CNBSC saying, no, no, stay out.
0: Well, that's what I mean. It was it was literally the f- 180. What? And, and there isn't anybody who
2: cares. Well, if if I'm a member of API, I'm like, so they, I mean, talk about flip-flop, right? That's a popular term in in Washington. Just like that. How much notice did they give their, anybody that was part of that organization? There's over 600 companies in API, at least. 600 major oil and gas companies. How many of them knew ahead of time that this was happening? but
0: But is that where we're at? Is that
2: if... It's over, man. It's all over.
0: That if you question it's going to cost you business or cost you professionally. And that's why nobody is saying anything. I mean, is that why
2: it sounds like Occidental has actually opened up a subsidiary called oxy low carbon ventures, right? So you they're already starting to phase into this whole carbon capture economy.
0: What I don't understand. And this is why I think a lot of people are upset when it comes to the flip-flopping is so the very people that were demonizing the people who are trying to get them to change are now going to turn around and try and educate those people Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when i've been talking about the rock how I've been saying for seven years... People's party. He's going to run for president. I truly believe he's going to run for president. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's already did his exploratory committee when he said if the people want it, that was his exploratory committee. He doesn't do it the traditional way. Now, If Fast and Furious 9 makes a billion dollars, that's his exploratory committee. Why on earth would that come out of an interview? Right. Seriously. Out of everything on the planet to talk about, with every movie he's got planned, Mm -hmm. with Young Rock and everything he's doing, why would that nugget come out unless he's actually exploring it? Oh, sure. So that's his exploratory committee. So the same people, and spoiler alert here, folks, I'm going to swear, and it's going to be an F-bomb, okay? So for the last seven years, I I would be out and about, and people would actually... Want to talk serious politics Mm. And they start Cory Booker Remember Cory Booker I haven't heard his name for years But he was going to win uh, who, you know, of course, Howard Dean, 20, 30 years ago. I'm trying to think of there's, there's a flavor of the week. You know what I mean? Rahm Emanuel. Well, uh, shoot, the last. Uh, uh, Beta uh, O'Rourke. I was going to um, say the last
2: uh, against Trump. You had 16 Republicans in that field and just about any
0: one of them. Herman a Cain. normal year would have been. So I've got all these people firing to me nonsense names. Mm-hmm. Seriously, nonsense names. I think me. Herman Cain's dead, COVID. So, I mean, you start coming at me, and to me, to me in my world, who's covered politics mm-hmm. for 30 years now, when I start hearing 14 different nominees, that's insanity. Okay? I know. Okay. <laughs> Yet the people in power that get a lot of government money are trying to educate me on why michelle bachman's gonna win right okay <laughs> right and so i'm like well if we're just talking fucking crazy let's talk fucking crazy sure i can do that too. i think the rock's gonna win right yeah and they look at me and i'm actually starting to argue legitimate points
2: okay well we've already proven that a reality show contestant or organizer can become president
0: so i'm i'm sitting here and and they'll say things like That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Are you fucking crazy? Things like that. Well, now, since he's kind of announced, those same people Mm -hmm. who called me fucking crazy are now telling me the reasons why they think The Rock's going to become the president or he's going to run. They're trying to give me the scoop. Yeah, now they're. They're going to give me the scoop and the insight. Like,. That's the same thing going on in oil and gas right now is that the same people that have been demonizing anybody who's been trying to be environmentally friendly when it comes to the oil and gas industry were demonized the last decade. I'm mean, i talking people who work in the industry, okay? I believe it. Now, the same people who told them to fuck off are now coming back to them and trying to explain to them the way the world works. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that the way it always is across any topic right
0: it's just it's remarkable those, those
2: political hacks would probably say to you jason yeah you just threw a dart on the wall you hit the rock you got lucky but we're the ones that can dig deep and tell you why he's gonna run and why he's gonna win a lot of democrats did the same thing In 1979, when Ronald Reagan was running, they completely dismissed him. It was absolutely ridiculous that this ex-actor and a B-actor at that was going to have any chance of taking on such a serious politician as Jimmy Carter. Just blown away by it, right? So if they're telling you you're crazy it's probably a good indication you're on the right path.
0: I think so, too. And with that, folks, sorry we got a little bit out there, but that's going to do it today. We went over, and uh, that's our news wrapped in with our March Madness. Sterling, he's going to be back maybe tomorrow, maybe not. He's got a busy week, as we've got a busy week. I'm going to be in Bismarck for the Industrial Forest Meeting we got a lot going on sorry i dropped an f-bomb or two but but you you gave ample warning i did didn't i totally
2: appropriate
0: but that 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 is one of the issues going on in oil and gas right now especially oil and gas because here's another spoiler alert we're going to talk about this coming up in future shows folks the oil and gas industry has gone through what's known as the big cruise shift okay we called it the retirement thing, okay? Because like 70% of the industry is retired now. Yeah, okay? I read
2: that statistic. So
0: we got this whole new crop of people in and they're kind of going through this vetting process and all this other stuff. Well, the dirty little secret right now in oil and gas is there's a big disconnect within the industry. And unfortunately, for a lot of different reasons, for a lot of reasons, okay. Whether it's a disconnect, whether it's entitlement, whether it's you know frat boy economics, whatever it is, okay. Country club economics, yeah. I think it's called it's because frat boy well, now. No, you can't say frat boy because it's got to be unisex. So okay. it's country club, country club, country club, whatever the case is. Um, well, yeah, because the sorority people get mad. They want to be offended too. If, if 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 you're gonna be positive, you got to offend, right? You see, if you listen long enough, don't worry, we'll get to you. We we'll are equal opportunity offender, right here on the crude life. But the the I heard this in Oklahoma, I heard this in Colorado, I heard this in Wyoming, and I heard this in Texas, and I've heard this in North Dakota. There are a lot of assholes in oil and gas. <laughs> there are a lot of assholes in oil and gas, yeah. and if those are the ones that are going to be in power. They're not going to take 15 bucks an hour. They're going to go do something else. Yeah. And all of a sudden now your advocates are gone. And if you're going to build a bunch of silos and oil and gas with assholes, you're going to be, you're, you're going to be done faster than tobacco. You think tobacco hung on? You'll be done faster. Get what you pay for. Absolutely. See you tomorrow.
1: Heard on the Crude Life morning show Play Hard Work Hard is by the Moody Riverbend. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecruedlife.com.
0: Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part by Chewy Paws. All natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs. USA sourced, premium quality, and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas, and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, chewypaws.com. That's Chewy Paws with a Z.com.
1: The crude life, play hard, work hard, is sponsored in part by...
3: For more than 100 years, First International Bank & Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come.
0: Carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's the industrial forest. Play hard, work hard. Now let's work hard. Welcome back to the Play Hard, Work Hard morning show. This is the work hard portion of the program. And now we're going to join Governor Doug Burgum, who visited Billings County to survey areas damaged by the wildfire that broke out Thursday, thanking firefighters and emergency service personnel from more than 20 agencies who fought the blaze and successfully kept it from reaching the city of Medora, which had been evacuated as a precaution
4: hard to say uh, congratulations and thank you I mean obviously uh, we know that the uh, this is the kind of stuff that Billings County Fire and the uh, National Park Service and the state of North Dakota and the city of Medora and all the surrounding counties train for uh, and then we have a uh, an incident that is sort of the worst case scenario where it's coming on a hot windy day in a super dry conditions coming directly at, at the town and all the historic structures that are here and and then uh, and what do we have as an outcome we got you know zero lives lost and zero structures lost and uh, and uh, and I you know would have to say everybody's probably got to look at this and say really incredible effort by so many people so part of us here today is just uh, share our gratitude with the uh, great work that everybody did but also to make sure that we uh, understand um, you know what resources are needed we know that this is uh, April 2nd and we're just getting started on a into a uh uh, you know a tough fire season uh we've already prior to yesterday uh when we had already put the state resources on alert we had more acres burned in north dakota this year than we did in the entire year last year and you wouldn't even really be in the fire season yet so we know we got a long road ahead of us but uh for today uh you know we want to make sure that we get a chance to say a thank you and to all the people that did uh, great work over the last uh, 48 hours. And not just here, because we know the teams were fighting fires in McKenzie County. We got a fire at the uh, Cross Ranch State Park. Uh, and uh, we know we had one at Beast that the guys from Wevo helped take care of on the way over yesterday. So, I mean, we had fires
0: going all over the place. Uh, but- thank you, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. Next, we're going to hand it off to U.S. Senator John Hoven. This is bipartisan, common-sense legislation, very important for our farmers and ranchers because ag haulers have to have the flexibility in terms of hours of service to get fresh produce to market or to make sure they're taking care of livestock properly.
1: Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com.
0: Jason Space. thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from
4: an oil background. My family- family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them.
3: We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us. And especially you, Jason, without without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So
4: I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and and coming from that sort of small business background i get it i mean the 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 operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of north
1: dakota well that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this prices can't go any lower for services they're, they're too low right now. Our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often.
3: You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can see for my 20 companies, they take it very serious. It makes perfect
1: sense. And I thought you had a really good
4: show last week, Jason. I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important
2: questions that uh, that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer
1: representing proudly the state of. North North Dakota, United States Senate. How to Jason Spice, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world.
2: No one does an interview like Jason
5: Spice. We all like living the crude life, so.
0: <laughs> the Crude Life with host Jason Spice. My name is Jason Speece, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Jerry Simmons, the CEO and president of DEPA, Domestic Energy Producers Alliance. This is Jerry
5: Simmons. What happens with the carbon tax, it's an energy tax, and that impacts everyone. It impacts the disadvantaged and the poor people in this country first. I'll give you a couple of examples, one that we put in our press release. If you want to look at a carbon price or a carbon, tax model that we might use in this country. Uh, and, and again, we don't, we don't have one now, so w- where are we going to pull that? Well, the EU has one. Uh, European Union has one. And they impose what is an equivalent to a, a $1.61 a gallon on gasoline as, as a carbon tax. So if you did that in this country, just to play the numbers out, an extra $1. sixty-one to fill up a Ford F-150 pickup truck, which is the most popular vehicle in this country, is an additional $55 dollars per tank that's huge if you're a working class family in this country that's a big deal the top one percent they're not going to be impacted so much so that's why we say if you look at this and how it impacts citizens the, the the working class americans the most is you're absolutely right percentage of income goes right in and then take that out What do you get in the grocery store? You're going to go buy an apple. Mm -hmm. How did that apple get there? Well, it's because somebody on a farm raised it. How did they do that? They used fossil fuels. They used diesel. How did they get it to market? How did they wash that apple? How did it get processed? How did it get to the store that you're in? If you take, again, if you start adding a tax Everywhere along the line, even if it's not $1.61, if it's a nickel, if everybody along the line is adding a nickel to it, what's going to happen to the price of that apple?
0: To listen to the full-length interview with Jerry Simmons, the president and CEO of DEPA, Domestic Energy Producers Alliance, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our ever-growing army of social media energy enthusiasts at thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by...
3: For more than 100 years, First International Bank & Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software... Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come.
0: It takes an industry to build a forest. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest. Sustainability, Sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com.
1: The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at The Crude Life with host Jason Speece.
4: So there's still people without power as of this morning.
1: You know, right now I think there's very limited driving out there in West Texas. They're generating about 5% of the power today uh, in in Texas. Sensitive microphone
4: because I just poured a glass of water because we don't have running water here yet. I mean, this this has been uh, a very trying week for a lot of people across the state of Texas. Uh, there are, and, and let me just say this: I, you, I'm sorry that so many Texans were let down by their grid.
5: On the phone, talking with us today, Chairman Christy Craddock of the Texas Railroad Commission. We have roughly 470
4: thousand miles of interstate and intrastate pipe and in pipelines in Texas, and roughly another 500 thousand miles of gas utilities, uh, lines in Texas. So we have a lot of, and gathering lines are in that 470,000 miles as well. So we have a lot of pipe in Texas where the largest pipe state by a six.
1: It, it is a very challenging day in Texas right now. Uh, the grid operator is projecting that nearly 3 million homes in Texas, uh, are without power today. Uh, and, and there's, it's our snowing here in Lubbock again.
5: I mean, I don't, I
4: thought it was supposed to be sunny today. So I'm from Odessa, and that's a big part of my district, but I also represent, uh, in addition to Ector County, uh, three other counties in the Permian Basin. So Andrews County, Ector County, Ward County, and Winkler County, but uh, all
1: all in West Texas, all in the middle of the oil patch. You know, when they close the roads down, we can't transport that, that those, uh, those materials. And so we can't get the product to uh, where it needs to go to get refined so that we can either one, heat our homes or two, uh, have fuel for our vehicles. Um, with pipelines, that doesn't really come into effect. You know, Once the pipelines are laid, not much can stop that, that crude oil or uh, natural gas from getting from point A to point B.
4: They are so far behind the curve on getting the storage, the battery storage. Uh, in place to even be, be able to handle a, the, the, you know, the most minute degree of storage for a case like what happened in Texas, and now it, you know there's
1: going to be a spotlight on that, and just an incredible impact. We saw nearly 30 gigawatts uh, come offline yesterday. How half
5: of, half of
3: the gigawatts went without water since Saturday?
1: On Friday, the Railroad Commission uh, took quick action. I know you recently had Chairman Craddock on. We'll have water for until
3: 5 p.m. and then we'll be
4: off again for the night. On Friday, I sent a letter asking the Public Utilities Commission of Texas to rescind its order authorizing uh, these uh, generator, these generators or these providers to increase the rates. You know, I don't know that's true, but I don't think I'd want to be in a hospital in Dallas, Texas, on a on life support. And know that wind energy is going to be my source of keeping that machine running, right? J.P. Warren reporting from uh, Houston, Texas at 9 12 a.m. I don't even know what day it is right now. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, We ran out of water yesterday.
5: I've had maybe three hours of sleep in three days.
1: The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by...
0: It takes an industry to build a forest. industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is
1: sponsored in part by...
3: For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come.